Welcome to All Access Network Podcast. So excited that you decided to join us. You will absolutely love and you're in for a treat for today's guest. Uh, we are on a mission to positively impact the world through sports and culture. We're a multimedia network, we're a YouTube channel, uh, a podcast, and we also have live shows. Uh, if you haven't followed us on YouTube, you can find us at uh, All Access Network. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, you can find us at All Access underscore net, uh, where we also do some of our live shows uh, along with Facebook at All Access Network. But so excited to have you with us today. Uh, we love for people to be able to write their story, uh, leave their mark and create their legacy. We're on a mission. We appreciate you joining us. And again, please share, like, and subscribe uh, whenever you get a chance. And stay on this journey with us. It's going to be an awesome ride. I want to take time to acknowledge one of our partners, Rising Coaches. Every coach wants to rise in their career in one way or another. We're all looking for professional development, access to tools, and relationships that can help us grow and help us advance in our career. Rising Coaches provides just that. You can visit Rising Coaches at www.risingcoaches.com. Their memberships are just $10 a month and provides a genuine community to help you grow and advance in your career. Back again, Wack Hoops All Access. Have a special guest today who I happen to know personally and got the pleasure of working with at Avalon Christian when it was not near as good as they are now. Um, but he can talk all about what it's been like to build it. But we have head coach Brett Tanner with us, and we're, they've won five in a row, and we're excited to talk to him. Coach, good morning. Good morning. How's it going that way in Abilene? We're making it, man. The sun's shining, so we're good. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. So, so. You got some wild weather down there in Texas recently, haven't you? We did, man. We're, we're not used to it down here, man. Ice and snow and all kinds of crazy stuff, man. So uh, we had Chicago State down here. I told I told Coach Gillian, man, he brought all that stuff from up north. <laughs> You're not as bad as last year. Last year kind of really put put people in a bad space, but this year is just kind of a little little shot fake, more or less. No doubt, no doubt. Shot fake is a great uh -huh. way to put it. Is the uh, t tell us about the new facility? I know we talked about it before it started. I know you're not in your office. You got a great view behind you. T tell us a little bit about the new facility that's going up there. Yeah, so you know we're playing in the T Center right now, which is an indoor tennis facility. But um, uh, you know it's kind of you know, Brian. You know this man. It's kind of our deal, man. We we laid the floor down in here. Um, we bought the old uh, Big East tournament floor that they used to put in MSG because it's the only floor that would fit uh, in our in our tennis center, and uh, we laid the floor ourselves. We put up golf course bleachers. Uh, Beside it, we, we let up the players, the coaches, the staff, and some athletic staff. We did it all ourselves, man, so there's a little ownership in it. Um, we're playing in there uh, because we got a big-time facility going up right behind us, man, and, and uh, I wish you guys could see it, but it's uh, it's going to be high level. Uh, I think it's going to be one of the best mid-major facilities in the country, and uh, we're, we're fired up, man. When is it supposed to be done? So June 1 is the move-in date. Uh, we were hoping to get a few games in there this year, um, but it was a it was a – it's really new. They gutted the whole thing. I don't, they called it a renovation, but uh, the only thing they kept really was the foundation. But uh, they had the weather, and then obviously some of the issues that we've had throughout the year have slowed down getting some things here, um, which is which is what pushed it back. But uh, they've got all the things they need now, uh, so there shouldn't be any more delays. Uh, you know, cross our fingers, and uh, June one will be 
we'll be able to do our camps and everything in there this summer. Hopefully. Nice. nice. I, I yeah. saw the, I remember seeing the drawings for it when it was first posted or somebody posted what the, what it was going to look like after it's all done. And I think you're right. It's going to be one of the best mid-major facilities in the country. It's awesome. And it's got things in there we don't need. Uh, my office is yeah. way too big. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't even know if I'll spend any time in there. I'll probably go up there just because I'll feel guilty. I'll spend like, I don't know, an hour a day or something, man. Um, but I'll be, I'll be down and I'll be down by the locker room um, where the players are at. Nice. So I want to ask you this before we kind of get into your team. You guys have won five in a row, so we'll get to the good stuff. But how cool is it? Uh, we actually just had Ross Hodge on a different um, recording and talking about like, you know, obviously I came up with all of you guys and you guys came up with your own tree, but to see Chris Beard and Joe Golding and now Steve Lutz and uh, a lot of your friends that are doing the same thing, you're now sitting in the head coaching seat. Like, what is all that part of it like? I think people kind of get caught up in the games and the wins and losses, but honestly, that's probably the coolest part of being a part of this profession. There's no question, man. Um, you know, relationships are everything, man. Uh, and, and I'm fortunate to have some really good relationships with guys in this business. Uh, you know, I, I cut my teeth with Chris Beard back in, you know, 90, 98, 99. Um, and, uh, and obviously my relationship with Joe, you know uh, how that goes. And uh, Steve Lutz, you know, he's he's the reason I got into Division One basketball in the first place. I mean, he helped me at, at Stephen F. Austin. And um, it's a crazy summer. You know, it's been well documented, man. We all go float the river in the, in the, in the spring. Yeah. And uh, we didn't get to last year because but it was all for good reasons. Everybody got a job. And yeah. so um, <laughs> you know, I'll get back to that this year. But uh, but, man. What a, what a great time. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's fun watching. Uh, I pay more attention to scores this year than I've ever paid paid attention right. to. Right. Um, you know, me and Joe talk, you know, two, three times a week. Uh, he tells me what I'm doing wrong. I tell him what he's still doing wrong. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it's been a lot of fun, man. And uh, uh, just excited to watch the success of all these guys. And, um, you know, it's, it's been fun. Yeah, no doubt. All right, let's talk about the team. Five in a row. Uh, I guess take us a little bit back to, like, your journey – transitioning to the seat obviously you guys beat texas last year have this storybook ride joe goes to utep you become the head coach what has it been like from there and then if you can after that kind of talk about the five game winning streak yeah you know i, I always thought when i got a job man it was going to be i'd be taking over a program that needed to be rebuilt or something like that and, and i'd have a couple years with, with no pressure and, and that's that's not what happened so um you know we go and, and we had a great great run last year i mean joe's an amazing coach and did an unbelievable job and uh put me in a position uh, to, to have this job, to get this job. And, uh, you know, immediately we, we go into a new league. And uh, so it's, it's been, it's been interesting and, uh, but it's been fun. And uh, luckily, you know, Joe, Joe left some pretty good players here. And, uh, and I've been, uh, I've been very fortunate and, and obviously getting some of these guys back with COVID uh, these COVID, these super seniors, whatever you want to call them um, have been uh, great for me. Uh, I wouldn't be able to probably do what I do and coach the way I coach without them. And uh, they've, they've provided a ton of leadership. And so getting them, uh, having them for this transition uh, has been everything. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. There's times I wished I was maybe still six inches to the left and not sitting in this seat. But, uh, you know, when we were on when we were on an 11-game win streak, I loved being the head coach, man. We lost five in a row, and I was I was hiding. I was looking for a corner somewhere to hide in. Um, but um, I'm just now starting to pop my head back out a little bit. Brad, I want to ask you about that. Like, you start off 2-0 and in whack play. You beat Utah Valley, which at the time was a quad one win. You smoke through Dixie State in, in Burns Arena. Then you lose five straight. Like, But now you've won five straight. So, like, how do you – I don't know. That's a, That feels like a crazy roller coaster for a head coach. 
Yeah, it's been, it's been a it's been a strange season, man. I mean, to, to go on that long win streak that we had through non-conference and then start whack play and then to go on that losing streak we did. But uh, I think that's whack basketball, man. I, I don't know. I know you understand it. I don't know if um, the rest of the country needs to get on board with how good the whack is, man. Um, there is not an easy night in the whack. Um, I got frustrated with somebody in the media here because they said something about how we we barely won a game that we were supposed to win. And I said, man, what? what games are we supposed to win? You know, like um, I, I, we very easily could have won four out of those five games. They were all one, two possession games uh, with the exception of the Grand Canyon game who just, just obliterated us, you know, but, um, but every other game could have gone either way. And then the five in a row that we've won could have all gone either way. And, and right. so um, that's just whack, man. The, the whack, the, this league is, uh, is one of the best leagues I've been around. The coaching is unbelievable. Uh, there's a good coach in every single program. And, uh, and then there's really, really good players. Take us through that night in Edinburgh. I mean, you guys got up big in the first half, forced, I think, like 20, 25 turnovers, at, you know, up to a point. Then you find yourselves down by 12 with, like, two minutes to go. They had a bunch of guys fell out. I mean, it's just a wild game. Like, take us through your, your kind of stress level, I guess, as you get into that late second half. Uh, I tell you this, man. Uh, I've never been a part of anything like that. I, I've been a part of some crazy games, and uh, we're down twelve with about two minutes to go, um, and uh, which which freaked me out the other night when we were playing Rio Grande Valley here because we were up fourteen with two minutes to go, and I was like in panic mode, you know, thinking like it was going to get reversed. But um, everything that could have gone our way did, um, you know. Now I, I I give I give our guys credit. I mean, I think we made plays that we had to make, you know. Um, but uh, we did have some things, you know, obviously his bench was short and they went down to four. Um, and so I think we played two possessions, five on four. Um, and then we then obviously he was able to get the fifth one back. And then so I've never seen a game go from five to four and then back to five before. Um, uh, but, you know, we had a player make a shot um, when, when we needed it. And we had a player get a steal at the very end when we needed it. And uh, but it was wild. I mean, people have been asking. Me, I don't really remember it. I, I know. Um, when we got the steal and we dove on the ball, I was calling timeout. I didn't even know we had the lead, man. Like it all happened so fast. And, and my assistant, uh, coach Bankhead was like, coach, we won, you know, cause they, they blew the whistle and waved it off, you know, and, and called the game. I'm like, hold on, man. I'm trying to call timeout. And he's like, man, we just won the game. What are you doing? And so I, that, that's how crazy it was, man. Nice. Nice. I want to ask you too. I, I talked with Grant Boone this week on the, on the, my podcast that I have about beating UTRGV by double digits, you know, Saturday. I mean, like you said, it, it, even in this five-game win streak, every game has been pretty close, come down the last one or two possessions. But Saturday you guys were able to get a double-digit win. Was it kind of a breath of fresh air that, hey, we don't have to stress down the stretch here a little bit? I was stressing. Uh, so, like like I said, I, I looked up at the clock, man. We're up 14 with two minutes to go. It's a, it's a, it's a two-point difference from where we were at at their place. And um, so I'm sitting there, like, panicking, you know. And, uh, and, and and I think, you know, we did win that game comfortably if you look at the final score. But, um, I mean, Coach Figures, a heck of a coach. I've known him for years. And, and they've got good, big players. I mean, everybody we play, I think we're the smallest team in the country. Uh, I think if you, if you, I mean, literally, I think if you look at it across the board and so everybody has more size than us. And I just, um, you know, I was, I was never comfortable, but it was nice to finally look up there and see a double digit win um, when, when all those other games have been so close. But again, I, I would expect nothing less um, no matter who we're playing or where we're playing uh, than a one or two possession game in the WAC. Talked about the WAC. Like what have you learned 
maybe that might change the way you recruit a little bit as you as you go forward the next couple of years? Yeah, I think, you know, we look for a specific type of player. You know, um, we play a certain way and, and uh, toughness is a talent. You know, we talk about that and that's that's what we recruit. Uh, but I do think we've got to get bigger, uh, you know, and, and uh, as, as we move forward and, uh, you know, we we've got to get more size. You know what I mean? Uh, and I'm not talking I'm talking about at every position um, where when we were in the Southland, um, our size was pretty much, you know, comparable to the rest of the league. You know, uh, we're now we're going up against, you know, um, you know, six, five, six, six, you know, shooting guards, you know what I mean? And, uh, and so we've got to get a little bit bigger, but, um, but we're going to continue to recruit the way we recruit, uh, where, where toughness is probably the number one factor that we're looking for. Brett, I want to ask you too. I, I can't remember if I asked you this before when we talked on a podcast episode, when all those guys, those super seniors, you know, Reggie Miller put out that tweet that said that, you know, if you weren't the head coach, they weren't going to play like, what does that do for you as a coach to know that they have that loyalty to you and that they want you in that position when, when Joel Golding left for UTEP? You know, it means everything, man. It, it, it validates kind of what, uh, you know, Coach Golding and I and, and, and Coach you know, Burton when he was here and, and what we started, uh, the whole key to everything was building real relationships, man. Um, and, and we mean that. We're intentional about it. Um, we feel like we can do it a different way because we are at a Christian university. You know, and, and we don't have to hide from some things that some public universities do. Um, not to get too deep into that, but um, we we do we 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 are intentional about building real relationships. And so um, to see that, you, you always you always wonder, man, do they feel the same way about me that I feel about them? And and that kind of validated that for me. Uh, I got uh, real emotional. You know, um, uh, you know, one of the players, Reggie Miller, the point guard, called me and said, "Hey, coach, we're going to do this." And I said, "Hey, don't do that. You know, I don't I don't need you to do that." Um, and, and I didn't know if it would help me or hurt me, you know? And so uh, he said, well, coach, we really don't care what you think. We're going to do it anyway. And, uh, and to me, that, that, that meant the world. And uh, it shows how these guys play. Uh, I coach hard. Uh, I, I, I get after these guys pretty good. And, um, and they allow me to coach them that way because of the real relationships that we have. You get Tarleton this weekend. I, I think Tarleton's saying it's a rivalry renewed. I mean, you guys were uh, at the D2 level playing each other. Um, you guys won last year. You beat them pretty good last year. Kind of similar teams in, in regards to like roster and size and stuff like that. What What are you looking forward to for that? I guess renewed rivalry on Saturday. Well, we we play pretty similar. Uh, I mean, the, the game could be a bloodbath. You know, uh, it's going to be a street fight for sure. I think. I think both of both of us are expecting a, a pretty good street fight, man. But uh, you know, I have a ton of respect for Coach Gillespie. Uh, he's been huge for me in this transition. He's been a big help. Uh, obviously we follow each other, you know, in, in conference play. And so uh, he's been a huge help to me, but um, you know, the big thing for, for I've talked to people, I wasn't here in the division two days, so I never felt that rivalry, um, you know, and, uh, but I've talked to people that say, Hey man, it's, it's, it's a, it's a real rivalry. And, and I've felt it a little bit around here this week, you know, talking to people and, and people that have been sending me texts that, uh, that I don't that normally, you know, don't say anything about the games that have been saying, Hey, you know, beat the Texans, man, you know, and, and, uh, and I know that I've seen some things on social media. They're the same way. But that's why we do this, man. I think it's going to be a ton of fun, man. Uh, I hope it's packed house. I hope uh, it's crazy, you know. And, and uh, we do this for that, you know. Uh, and, and so I'm hoping uh, that we can continue. I, I think it's going to be a game that um, that looks like a rivalry. I want to ask you one last question here real quick. You, you've been to Grand Canyon. You went to Las Cruces, played it in the Pan Am. Uh, you came to Orem. You played at Burns Arena. Like – 
what have you thought about the atmospheres at the, these new schools that maybe you uh, Abilene Christian hasn't played in the past? I, I want to jump in real quick, though. I was there for the days when it was uh, D2. It was not a rivalry because we didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to let that be known. Uh, I think Joe may have gotten the only win. No, I don't think we ever won our D2. So, yeah, Division One. Different, different ball game. Yeah, hope, hopefully so, man. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, to go back, Kyle, to, to your question too. I, I think uh, it's been awesome, man. I, I think um, you know, just the whole experience of the WAC has been good. You know, you grow up. I was, I was one of those, you know, weird kids that didn't. I mean, you know, of course, I had the pipe dream of playing in the league, but I, I knew better, you know. And so I'm in eighth grade, and I got on my wall that I'm going to be, a, I'm going to be a basketball coach, you know. And uh, and and I grew up in the Missouri Valley back in the, the glory days of the Missouri Valley, and, and like. I dreamed to coach in a league like that. And I told somebody yesterday that I look at this as like, this league's as good as the old Valley, man. I, I mean, with, with New Mexico state and grand Canyon and uh, you know, all these other teams, Utah Valley and, and uh, just everybody, Sam Houston, Stephen F. Austin, the, uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's unbelievable, man. The, the, the competition, uh, the environments have been great. Grand Canyon. We know it's well-documented, man. That's an unreal environment. We're trying to replicate that here. Uh, and we hope when we open the doors of this new place, it's going to be wild and crazy in there. And uh, we've had anybody who's played here in the Teague Center this year, I think, can can attest to that. It's been a wild, crazy environment here. And uh, we've been we see a thousand people right now. And I think we had eleven hundred in there the other night, uh, people standing up in the corners. And uh, that's something that ACU could have only dreamed of, you know, um, 10, 12 years ago. And so it's been fun and exciting. Nice. I was going to say, too, uh, I think there's we talked about this last episode, but. There's five teams that have a chance to be 21 teams by the end of the year, uh, and five teams that are have winning records. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's even more than five. Is it seven? I think it was seven that can it's have seven. winning records, but like yeah. five within 20 games when they go into Whack Vegas. Yeah, it, it's seven with winning records. Five. I don't think we've yeah. seen that in the Western Athletic Conference in a long time. It's a uh, it's an unbelievable league, man. And, and I hope uh, I think in the college basketball world, people are starting to take notice um, to the league. Um, I can I can feel that and just scheduling, you know, right now trying to schedule some games for next year. Good but, luck uh, <laughs> but I think the rest of the country needs to to to, to take notice too. The WAC is a is is a great basketball league. Well, and and you know let, let's let's add in the fact that you're adding in a good UT Arlington squad that's coming in with a great facility too, and then you got Southern Utah that's coming in, who's yeah. kind of right there at the top of the Big Sky. Um, you know, Incarnate Word is coming in. I mean, it, it's. I feel like it's just going to get better and better. And um, yeah, the, the nation needs to take notice for sure. Yeah, I agree. I got, I got a question for you. This is it's kind of a weird uh, winning how you've won as a head coach. Cause you win 11 in a row. Then you go, I know coach or uh, Kyle talked about it, but then you win five in a row. It's like, you can't just win a regular game without having a big streak. <laughs> yeah. Uh, talk about starting the year as well as you did. I mean, I think as a head coach, obviously you've been a head coach before in junior college and uh, you've played such a pivotal role at Stephen F. Austin when you were there and ACU as an associate coach, but sitting in that seat to start out 11 and 0, uh, I think I watched some of the early games too, like the uh, UT Arlington game, I believe was an overtime game, had some heroics at the end of the game. I mean, you guys have the crazy Texas A&M game too. Yeah. The team has found ways to win. So, just talk a little bit about the start of the year and just like the makeup of this team. I know you have guys coming back, but that has to be something that's been special too. Yeah, it's been fun, man. Um, you know, I, we've had some crazy, we were, you know, crazy endings, man, starting with the Texas A&M game. And, uh, you know, we've been on both sides of it, but 
Uh, I do think it goes back to the players, man. We have we have toughness in that locker room. Uh, we have real relationships in that locker room. So, you know, even at A&M when we lost, I mean, we're looking at each other uh, and we're trusting each other, you know, and and we've in each one of those games, we've called a different number, you know. Um, and so and even even our game with Chicago State the other night, you know, um, you know, we we put the ball in Corian Mason's hands where we, we put it in somebody else's hands, you know, prior to that. And and, and nobody questions that. Um, I have the confidence as a head coach, uh, which is very rare for a, for a rookie um, in, in those players. I think when they you know, no matter what I say, they, they're bought into it. And. That's a, that's a testament to kind of what I said earlier. I think the real relationships that are in that locker room um, and that, that honestly go, I, I wish I could take credit for that. Um, that goes back to Joe uh, Golding man and uh, what he built here, the culture that he created. I've been able to just kind of continue it. Um, very fortunate. And uh, you know, but it's been wild, man, uh, but it's fun. And these guys, they believe in each other. Um, no matter what happens the rest of the year right now, they're sitting there believing they're going to win every game that we play uh, right. it's on our schedule. Yeah, I'll go back. So we worked together the first year, Division One. I. I think we had the hardest schedule maybe in the country. Yeah. We're on a fundraising tour. Uh, it wasn't very fun uh, <laughs> in a sense of – and we get our first win. I think Parker went to the shot uh, at the end against Northwestern State, first Division One win. So to go back to those days when it was really challenging and difficult and I don't think the school necessarily understood what Division One was, you came from winning championships – at Stephen F. Austin, so I'm sure you were just like, "What is? What have I walked into?" So now you're the head coach there, and you guys have this storied uh, Division One history already, even though it's a short story. Uh, tell us a little bit of what that part is like, being a part of it. And then my second part of the question is, how have you changed? You think as a head coach over your time, um, you were a head coach in junior college. Now you get a chance to do it again. How have you changed as a head coach? You think, and, and what's different? Yeah, the first part of that, man, uh, I did. That first year, I questioned myself and some decisions I, I made a lot. Uh, what helped was that I was around good people, you know. Um, otherwise, I don't know if any of us could have survived that year, man. Um, right. and, and, and I talked to a lot of people that were in the transition that had gone through it and said, man, you, you have no understanding of what you're about to go through. And, of course, you know, you're looking at it like, yes, I do. We're going to be fine. Oh, we're going to play. <laughs> And uh, and now I'm sitting here telling people are calling me when they're going to get ready to go through the training. Yeah. Like, dude, my, bro, my brother's about to do it. At, uh, Commerce. Yeah. They're about to do it. It's going to be crazy, man. And uh, and so there's there's a lot of ups and downs. And, uh, you know, we weren't prepared to be Division One, but that's why they have the transition process. And, and yeah. a lot of people say, I wish. Why do they do the four years and all that? There's a reason why they do that. Um, and you just don't quite understand it unless you've been through it, you know. Uh, but to see that and, and to, to where we're at today has been unbelievable. I think that's a credit to number one. Uh, all the great people that have worked here, uh, not only in our program, but in the administration that have, yep. have gone through the hard, hard times and, and helped build it. Uh, but also, uh, you know, I think just, I, I mean, time, we, you know, we were given time, man, you know, and, and that's rare. Um, yeah. You look at a lot of the people go through the transition and they're not there when it's over. Right. And uh, we were given the opportunity, man, to, to work through that transition, uh, to get there. To, and they, and to, you know, then all of a sudden, finally, we, we went, you know, we go to the NCAA tournament. Um, and, and then the rest has been history so far. And uh, to see me getting this opportunity, I never thought I didn't take this job hoping I would be the head coach at Allen Christian one day. Uh, I thought it'd be a, a short stay and I'd be moving on. Uh, here I am 10 years later, you know, but uh, but God has a plan, man. And yeah. and I believe that. And uh, and, and I, I was put here for a reason. You know, I felt like, um, you know, personally, there were some other opportunities that maybe I should have gotten. And, and I was hurt yeah. when I didn't. Yeah. Um but again, it's it's hard to see God's plan, man, until until it comes into play. And um, there's no doubt that He put me here for this opportunity uh, that I was meant to be here. 
Um, this is where I was supposed to be. I've grown to get to the second part of your question because I was here at Abilene Christian. Uh, I've grown in my faith. Uh, I've grown as a person. I think that the difference between now and, and back when I was a young, you know, junior college head coach was I understand now I don't have all the answers um, that I, I've got to be surrounded by good people. Uh, I've, I've got to have a great staff. Uh, I got to trust players. And, and more importantly is what I talked about earlier. And I think this comes from the culture here at Abilene Christian, but also working for Joe Golding is that um, relationships are important, man. You know, and, and uh, I didn't have relationships with players back then. It was this way or this way or this way. And I think even when me and you first started working together, you know, I was very structured and this is how we have to do it. And uh, I'm way more open now. Um, you know, uh, I mean, what our point guard called the last play of the game. I wish I could take credit for it. You know, against Chicago yeah. State, he came to me and grabbed me and said, this is what we need to do. And I think, you know, 20 years ago, I'd be like, man, shut up, you know, like, let, let's go. Let's do this. And I looked at him and said, you know what, let's do that. You know, and, uh, and I'm just more trusting in the, in the players. I'm more trusting to the people around me. Yeah. Um, why else would that work? What else would God put him in your in your you know in your life for if, if you didn't need him? And so yeah. I don't think I understood that the first time I was the first go around. Yeah, great answer. You know, that, that's interesting because Chris Jans mentioned that about one of his players, Jabari Rice. That like he tells him, Hey, this is maybe what we should do. Like I find it fascinating that coaches are more open to players saying, This is what we should do. This is something that might work. And I think, like you said, that establishes that trust between you and the players and uh it, it creates I guess a unity that you know what you want to accomplish. And I, I really like that when, when I yeah, hear that. It's, it's, I mean, I think they're the ones out there playing, you know, and uh, it helps that like Reggie Miller has won like 9,000 games everywhere he's played. I mean, that helps too, you know, like that helps the trust factor a little bit, but, no uh, but I think that's that, I think you're right, man. It's all about just trusting each other. And uh, if they trust me, then, then I, I've got to trust them too. I got, I got two more and then we'll go. I let Kyle in with the funny, funny story. Um, so you have a former player that's your right-hand man now um, yeah. that played for you at Stephen F. Austin. Let's talk about Antonio Bostic a little bit. And obviously Trilly, uh, Trilly was there during the first tournament run and then came back as an assistant. And Trilly's just been there. And uh, So talk about those two specifically just because they've been in the trenches with you. And then I would also ask, what would you want people to know about Abilene Christian from the outside that they don't know? They don't get a chance. Obviously, I know. I live there. I Met my wife there. Uh, can go down the line of the things how it's changed me, but I guess those two part questions, those two staff members, and then ACU. What would you want people to know? Yeah, uh, I have an unbelievable staff um, up and down the line. You know, uh, and it's grown since you've been here. We have a, we have an operations coach. We have a graduate assistant. Uh, we, have, we didn't have all that. You know, it was we me didn't have any of that. So it's grown a lot, but uh, uh, yeah, those two specifically, man. John Trilly is a winner. He's won everywhere he's been. I think the dude, if you count Division Two, he's been like. I don't know, like 15 NCAA tournaments or something like that's crazy, you know, uh, at his age. And uh, he shows up here, we go to the NCAA tournament, man, you know, and he goes to Odessa for a year, he comes back, we go to the NCAA tournament. I mean, and so, like, I'm crazy if I don't hire him when I get this job, you know. Um, so he's been unbelievable and he's doing a great job, great young assistant that's going to have a great career. Uh, and then Antonio Bostic uh, is special to me. Uh, I recruited him. Um, he doesn't like it when I tell the story. I tell him he should own it. But, you know, uh, he was he was a guy that, that – um, you know, I was recruiting somebody else and, and uh, he was he was kind of an unknown. And, and I fell in love with him one day uh, just watching and uh, we took a chance on him. And, and he 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 man, he, he lived up to it. He became a first team all conference player for us at Stephen F. Austin. And then uh, when we had a job open up here, um, man, it, it was a, it wasn't a great job, but it was a good job for a young coach. And, and 
Um, we were able to convince him to come here and work for us. And he's been here ever since. And what he does for me is, is uh, man, I, I, I can't put a price tag on it. Uh, he's special uh, when it comes to individual development with players. Uh, he's a good recruiter. Um, he's, he's a really, really good basketball coach, man. He's going to be a heck of a, a head coach one day. Um, I, I, I lean on him a lot. Uh, we have a lot of the same philosophies, partly because we have the same background. Um, yeah. But I just trust him, you know, um, going all the way to the recruiting process, to being a player when I was an assistant, to being on the staff together. And now with me being the head coach, uh, him and being on my staff has been pretty special, man. And uh, he deserved as a player to go to the NCAA tournament. Um, yeah. We got shorthanded a little bit. I mean, it was, you know, we just didn't win the game. And uh, I've always felt bad. And so it was so special for me when he was on that staff and we went the first time. Uh, to see him out there warming the guys up at the NCAA tournament, knowing how good of a player he was and how much he deserved it, uh, to the, yeah. the fact that he was finally getting that opportunity. And now he's been able to go twice, you know. And, and so uh, hopefully hopefully he gets a lot more trips. Uh, but he's going to be a heck of a head coach, and, and uh, I'm, I'm blessed to have him uh, be a part of my life, number one, not just not just part of my staff. Uh, he is definitely our, our, uh, our culture coach as well. You know, I think our character coach, if you want to say that, you yeah. know, um, he breathes life, life into these guys every day, and not just the players, but me, uh, our staff, um, you know, uh, you know, here at Abilene Christian. And I think it goes into your second part is that, you know, we pray together, we spend time together. Um, and, and, uh, you know, he's a big part of that. Uh, he yeah. keeps me, he keeps me in line. I'm talking about coach Bostic still, you know, it's just in terms of that, let's not lose sight of that. You know what I mean? Um, cause we can all get caught up in the basketball side of it. And, sure. uh, you know, anytime I start to kind of, you know, get away. He, he gets me back in line and, and uh, I know I'm going to lose him someday because he's too good uh, to keep. And, and I want him to, to improve his career and grow. Uh, but man, I'm, I'm soaking up every second I have with him. Um, and then to Abilene Christian, man, I just think um, it's a special place. Uh, we don't hide from who we are. I think yeah. there's a lot of Christian universities when you get to the athletic side of it, um, they, they kind of hide from that a little bit, you know, and or they, or they kind of push to the side because they yeah. think that it's, it's a negative. I know people try to negative recruit against us and they try to use that as a negative. And the first thing I tell them is why go ahead, man, let them talk about what we are. Cause if we're not going to be recruiting anybody that doesn't want to be a part of that, you know, um, we're intentional about it. Uh, we're going to breathe, you know, we're going to try to, our job is to plant a seed. We're not going to shove anything down anybody's throat, but we're just trying to plant a seed that can grow over time. And uh, just like it did with me, you know, um, and even in my adult life, I've grown, I've always been a Christian, but my faith has grown since I've been here. And uh, and that's what that's what that's our goal here. Uh, but it's it's not only a Christian university that has a good basketball program. Uh, it, you know, we just became a national university recognized as a national university. I think, you know, men's basketball has had something to do with that. But, yeah. uh, you know, we're we're one of the best academic institutions out there as well. Um, this is a, a real degree. Not that there's not real degrees other places, but um, here a degree means something um, because we're a small private institution. Uh, there's going to be people you're going to be able to get, you know, jobs and there's going to be so many opportunities for you um, mm-hmm. when you graduate from here that don't have anything to do with basketball because of the kind of situation that we're in here being a small private institution. Right. Well said. Well said. All right. Kyle, you got to get the closer. We got to bring in bring in the uh, bring in the, the closer. You, you know, all I have to say is we got a, we got a funny story out of Chris Jans that well, there was some kind of race in Phoenix between him and one of his assistants <laughs> last year. So, I mean, what, what do you got for us, brother? There's got to be something uh, that some kind of funny story that you got for us. Man, I don't. Um, 
I'm sure I can give you I can give you context. I would say you can you can tell one about me if you really feel like it, or you can tell one about Joe. There's always funny stories about Joe. Mm-hmm. And there is, good. but most of them I can't tell in the public. You know, um, <laughs> this you is know, true. So there, there's a lot of those. Um, you know, there, there's there's a lot of good ones, man. Uh, I can tell you this, but I can't give you any context to the story. So you <laughs> you have to ask them privately. But Chris Chan still owes me a hundred dollars, man. Um, but, um, <laughs> But I may ask about that, that this weekend in Orem. So. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but you know, I, I don't know if I really do or not. I mean, I, Brian could probably come up with some things. I, you know, I think um, the biggest Maybe thing a good is one just, then, not not necessarily a funny one. Maybe a good one. Well, I, I can tell you just where I'm at today. I think you know, there's a picture of me and Joe out there um, you know, floating around that 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 you know where he's <laughs> he's kind of down and out, and, and I'm leaning over him, kind of you know, telling him, man, hey, it's going to be okay, you know, when I was in SFA. And he was saying, man, come on, you got to come work for me. And I said, Joe, there's no way I will ever come work for you, man. Um, and so, uh, and literally, I think like nine months later, I was, I was his assistant Working coach. Work, so, yeah. uh, it's, it's been pretty crazy, man. But, um, you know, it, it's been a heck of a ride, uh, one that I hope continues. And uh, I'm just so thankful for all the relationships that I've built, man, um, through through this business. Um and I'm looking forward to getting back to the river this year, man, for sure. No doubt. I got to ask one question about your family. How are the boys doing with baseball? I know that's their thing. So, you know, what's crazy, man, is when I came here, we were little and we were talking about, you know, Brian's talking about 12-year-old all-stars and all that. Yeah. Now yeah. Um, now I have one that sits on my bench, you know, and, and uh, wow. yeah, he's, he's a manager. Colby's a manager for me now. And, and uh, you know, thinking about potentially walking on. Uh, he's, he's a good little player. Uh, he's not a Division One player. He doesn't mind me saying that out loud, but um, but you know he he knows he has that opportunity with me here, and, and so he's, yeah. he's who knows maybe he's in a uniform next year. My other one, my youngest Carson, is a junior right now, and uh, so I'm getting pretty old, man. There's uh, wow. I will say this: we got me and Coach Bostic got something in the mail yesterday, um, and it was an old uh, 2013 team photo. Um, Coach Casper was cleaning out all his closets and stuff like that, and and sent it to us uh, with a nice little note, you know, and uh, it's crazy. All of our players, we opened it in the gym. You know, we don't have offices. And we're sitting there. And, and so they were just sitting there. And the guys, as they were coming to practice, were picking it up. And they're like, Coach, where are you? You know what I mean? Like, were you part of this? I'm like, yeah, man, I'm on there. Get here. I'm on there. Uh, I had, uh, you know, I looked like I was about 12. I had a suit that was way too big. Um, you know, Coach Bostic looks exactly the same. He's probably in better shape now than he was then. And he's right dead center. And they couldn't they couldn't figure out where I was at, man. But uh, so it's been a long journey, man, but a fun one for sure. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you taking the time, Coach. We know you guys have won five in a row. We wish you the best of luck the rest of the way. And happy to see you in that seat, man. You deserve it. You've earned it. And uh, you're the right man for the job. Well, I appreciate that. And I will say this, man. I, I know I've told you privately, man, but I'm super proud of you, Brian. I think uh, what you're doing right now is, is great. Uh, I think uh, you. you're doing you're, – you're great at it. Uh, I don't have to tell you that, but uh, – but I'm just super proud of you, man, and, and thankful that you're allowing me to be a part of it. Uh, but I'm, I'm rooting for you always, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. You've been great. Thanks so much, Coach. You got it. Thanks, Brett. All right, we get always the breakdown. Another great interview. We appreciate Coach taking the time. I go back. I could probably tell some stories uh, myself. But, yeah, we were. I was there with Coach and Golding for two, year, two years, Division Two with just Golding, and then – the transition year, Coach Tanner came in, which was a super challenging year. To see where they are now, to see where that institution is now, is incredible to think. Obviously, Tarleton's going through that transition, and um, Dixie State and other teams in the league, Cal Baptist, to be able to say you went from Division Two that wasn't even a good 
successful Division II to winning not only conference championships but NCAA tournament games is right. incredible. Uh, we talk about it and joke about it all the time. And uh, those times weren't exactly the easiest at that time. So uh, great to see those guys in the position they're in now. And, yeah, I'll let you break down this team and this organization because they've definitely had some two hot streaks of 11 wins and five wins that I were talking about. Well, going back to what you were kind of saying, I love talking with these coaches and learning more about them, learning more about their histories and stuff like that. So it's a it's a learning opportunity for me. Allen Christian is a funny team. Like, he's, like Brian said, 11 straight wins before they drop five straight in conference. And the thing is, those five losses, Stephen F. Austin, Sam Houston, Grand Canyon, New Mexico State, and Seattle. So the top five teams in the conference right now, that's who they lost to. Um, they had really one bad game against Grand Canyon where they gave up 95 points. Um, they lost by double digits to Mexico State and to Seattle at home. That's not what you want to see. They got to win those games. Fortunately, they don't have to play Grand Canyon or New Mexico State or Seattle or Utah Valley again this in the regular season. They do have to go to Sam Houston and Stephen F. Austin. They're at 16 and 7 right now. They could get to 20 wins before Whack Vegas. I don't know if that'll happen. Um, they do have four winnable games. It's going to start Saturday at Tarleton. They get after it defensively. They force average. 20-plus turnovers a game, um, and they can score it. The thing is, we have to keep an eye on the size. They don't have a lot of size. Arian Simmons is is 6'7", six, 6'8", six, maybe, but he's not a big guy in the true sense of the word, like a Fardaz Amak, Johnny McCants, Uat Alok down at New Mexico State. Um, so keep an eye on that. But, you know, these guys get after you, and they can cause problems. They've already beat Utah Valley on the road, so they can beat teams with bigger, you know, lineups. We'll have to see what happens down the stretch here. Like I said, it starts on Saturday. In a renewed rivalry, Brian will say, well, it's not really a rivalry because Allen Christian never really beat them at the Division II level. The alone win over Tarleton came last year under Joel Golding uh, when Tarleton was in his transition stage. So we'll see what happens, but it's going to be a nice renewed rivalry between Tarleton and, and Allen Christian and a good one. Similar teams that play similar styles of basketball and like Brett Tanner said, it's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, I would say rivalry on Abilene Christian's side because they want to beat Tarleton. <laughs> Tarleton is like, not a rivalry, you never beat us. So uh, different different ball game, Division One. It's amazing to see kind of how it's flipped. I mean, Tarleton was a Division Two power for so long, and Abilene Christian was just hoping to have a winning season. The Division Two right. title didn't fit Abilene Christian, so – to now be in a position where Abilene Christian has this Division One success and this built program, and Tarleton's the one coming up, is an interesting thing to see. And I can't, I can't sit here and say that it's not a little bit pleasing for the rivalry part of me as a competition-wise. But uh, <laughs> obviously, Tarleton is uh, Coach Gillespie's success is well documented, and uh, the the type of toughness that both teams will have will be similar, and uh, it'll be a competitive game. But outside of just that one game. I think as ACU will finish this year strong and will be one of the teams, although they're not the biggest, uh, just the fact that they've won as much as they have, uh, you always have to keep in mind those teams when it comes tournament time because they've been there. They have so many guys that have been there and knows what that magic run can look like. So uh, another team that we've talked about trending up, uh, I think they'll continue to trend up. And I think this tournament, I'm going to be there. Obviously, you're going to be there. It'll be as good of a – conference tournament as you can possibly 
asked for. I mean, even at the, I think even more so than at the high major level sometimes, because a lot of those teams know they're getting in no matter what. Right. You know? So they're not playing with the same sense of desperation of a one bid league. So to have as competitive, of, I mean, even in the Mountain West or the Big East or um, some of these higher level uh, teams, leagues that are not quote unquote power five, uh, although I would say Big East probably is a power six for basketball. Uh, those teams still know that there's going to be a multi-bid league. So right. you're in this league like the WAC, and there's one bid when you're talking about all these winning programs and all these programs that have won championships. And it definitely makes it where the tournament itself, what those games will mean so much. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Abilene Christian will be one of the many teams that has won a recent championship. Uh, I think if we go down the line, GCU's won a recent one. We'll just go through them. Last year, Utah Valley co-champ last year, New Mexico State the year before. Then you go to the Southland. Stephen F. Austin's won a championship in the last three years. Sam Houston State has. Abilene Christian has. So you have some enormous teams that have won championships. And then you throw in Seattle, who's been leading this race. They're on their best season in like 50 years. So, yeah. And they they haven't been a Division I super long either. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, We appreciate Coach Tanner. Always great to see guys that you work with uh, kind of rise to the positions they belong. He's always been a talented coach and a grinder, but it's cool to him, hear him talk about his evolution uh, and trusting players and staff and et cetera in his faith. Uh, just so excited for, uh, again, for him to be in that position. So that's the show today. We'll see you guys next week. Lots of good stuff starting tonight. Uh, so definitely stay tuned. And we look forward to, uh, yeah, next week talking all about it. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the All Access Network. Be sure to follow, share, and stay connected with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe and hit that notification bell on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to write your story, leave your mark, and create your legacy.